There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. gentlemen of Steeler Nation, welcome to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. We're going retro today, a little throwback Thursday for you. You were using the Blog Talk radio feed. That's why you heard the sticks, you know, blaring at the beginning with Mike Tomlin talking over it. Renegade, it gets you pumped up. It's kind of the first time I've heard that song. I actually chosen to listen to it after the Steeler season ended. We apologize if the sound quality is not as good as what it is when we're on YouTube, but at the same time, we wanted to give you some content, and my buddy Lance out on the West Coast is traveling. He's a busy, busy man, and so we we have to do it on the road, and that means we have to use our Blog Talk radio platform. But if you're listening, we thank you for that, and it, make sure you follow us on iTunes by searching the standard is the standard. Let's get things started with Le'Veon Bell. Everyone knows that's what we're going to get started with. My goodness, I don't know what to say about this guy anymore, Lance. I, I, I will say this. Let, let's recap the situation. Le'Veon Bell was reportedly, I'm sure the Steelers offered him an offer. They gave him an offer before having to put the franchise tag on him. He turned it down, as he did last year. So he was placed under the franchise tag, which will give him 14.5, a little bit over that million dollars if he decides to sign his franchise tender and play this season. But there's a ton of questions. Will he show up? Won't he show up? Will he be there week one or won't he be there week one? Le'Veon Bell's going on Instagram and doing an Instagram Live and and really, I don't know what the purpose of that was, although I did watch a good bit of it. Um, the Steelers now have options. He hasn't signed his tender yet. They can rescind that at any time if they choose, and they can let him just walk and test free agency. If he does sign his tender, there's a chance that they could try to trade him. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces, and they still can sign him to a long-term deal uh, before that July deadline of when the, they have to either, you know, stick with the franchise tag or get a long-term contract done. So with all that said, and that's a mouthful, Lance, what are your thoughts 
on the situation. Do you think here? Here's my question for you because there's a lot that we could talk about. Do you think Le'Veon Bell is playing his hand well in negotiations with the Steelers? Before I get to that question, I want to just double down on Jeff's apology for the sound quality. I was listening to the intro. Sounds like somebody's stepping on a bag of Cheetos. That's horrible. (laughs) It's so bad. I really thank you guys for enduring the terrible sound quality. I mean, wow. So so, so that's one. Two, the first thing I would say to Le'Veon Bell is, when you record your Instagram video, make sure there is no contraband in the background. You know, it's sort of like it's sort of like replay. You know, once they go to replay, they can review everything in the play. So, hopefully there's no contraband in the background when you do your Instagram live video. No medicinals. No medicinals, Le'Veon. So that's one. He's come out and said he's going to do the exact same thing as last year. And when you're a running back, when your value is constantly being reduced every snap that you take, he has to limit. He can't take free hits. Training camp hits, OTAs, those are essentially free hits. He's accepted that he's going to play. He's going to come in. He's going to get hit. But if you're on a one-year deal and you're trying to get the free agency, you better reduce the number of hits to as few as possible. And so it makes perfect sense for me that he come in at week one and do the same thing last year. Hopefully he learns from what he did last year so he can prepare his body better so he has some giddy-up in his step when he hits the field in week one because it looked like he had a refrigerator on his back until about week five. Glavion is doing the right thing. The wrong thing would be staying out to week 10 and coming back that last week so you can accrue another season so you can get the free agency. That would be the wrong thing. If he said he would want to do that, I would say the Steelers should try to trade him. But, of course, he has to be under contract to get traded, and that's where the complication starts. Well, if I were going to give Le'Veon Bell advice, I would say shut up. I mean, for a couple reasons. Number one, know who you're negotiating with. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't like you running your mouth at all. And that's anyone. That's not just Le'Veon Bell. Now, you can go back in the past. Even when Heinz Ward decided that he was going to hold out a training camp and he was very vocal about wanting a new contract, the Steelers don't like that. They don't do business that way. So if I'm his agent, I'm like, look, cool it on the Instagram stuff. You don't need to do an interview with every talking head saying something different. You know, he tells Billboard magazine he's not sure if he's going to play. He goes on Instagram Live and says, yeah, he'll come back. Maybe he'll miss a week or two, but then, then, then I'll, I'll be there week one. I'll Medicinals. be at the facility. It's like, it, it, well, yeah, probably, but still it's also one of those situations where just stop talking. Just stop talking. There's no reason for you to continue to talk. You have made your state, your case very clear. You've made your negotiations very clear as to what you think your value is and what your worth is. At this point in time, there is no reason for you to continue to talk. If he wants to excel in his rap career, go for it. 
talk about your rapping as much as you want. I really don't care. But in terms of the Steelers and talking about his contract and what he's going to do and what he's not going to do, in, in my opinion, he's not doing himself any good in that situation because the Steelers are not that type of team. You can talk you can talk about players like Mike Wallace, like I mentioned, Heinz Ward. It doesn't pan out for those guys. And it comes down to this question for me, and it, this would be a question if I had one question to ask Le'Veon Bell, it would be this. Le'Veon Bell, what do you want more? Do you want to retire as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers or do you want the money? Because the Steelers You know the answer to that. You know the answer to that. I do know the answer to that. I do know the answer to that. And and so so here's the thing. He he the Steelers would pay him and they he would be the highest paid running back. He would be handsomely rewarded for his efforts and it would be put a large price tag on him and his value that he always talks about. He wants break the bank money. And you know what? The Steelers can't do it. He talked about Ben Roethlisberger got paid. Antonio Brown got paid. It's my turn to get paid. Well, you look at even Antonio Brown, even his contract. Yeah, he was at the time when he signed it the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, but he wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel in doing so. And that's what I feel like Le'Veon Bell's trying to do with the running back position. I get it. He's really good as a receiver. He's a tremendous pass blocker. He runs the ball inside and outside well. He does everything you want as a running for a running back, but at the same time, he has to realize the Steelers do not financially have the ability to give him the break the bank money. And so that's the question I would ask him. Do you want to be with the Steelers? Have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Have a chance to win a couple because if Roethlisberger comes back and Antonio Brown's under contract and you're back and the defense was hopefully going to continue to improve, then we're going, to, we're going to pay you, and you're going to be handsomely rewarded. But if you're looking for that huge, gigantic, holy cow, Adrian Peterson deal looks puny compared to this, it can't help you. So, Lance, you, you answer it. You're Le'Veon Bell. You kind of alluded to this already. What's his answer to that question? Steelers or money? Uh, play for the tag, and thank you. I mean, it really sounds at this point where the negotiation is, it really sounds like a married couple that's staying together because of the kids. I mean, that's what it sounds like. They just have to stay together because of the kids this year. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, and once the last, the youngest kid goes to college, they divorce, and they go their separate ways. I mean, that's what it is. And I get where Le'Veon is coming from. And I get the tug and pull. I mean, this is a league where you retire with your head scrambled, and you've got marbles for brain, and he's a running back. I mean, this is a CTE league. You leave this game damaged, particularly as a running back. Your body is never the same. So with that being said and that being the backdrop, I never begrudge football players for trying to use whatever small level of leverage that they have to get the most that they can. Now, when it talks to when you were speaking to can they pay him, well, he wasn't going to go get the hometown discount anyway. He was going to be given the biggest running back contract. The problem is, like you said, he sees himself as a hybrid player where he can get full running back value and three-quarters value of a wide receiver. But I challenge you guys, listeners, and I would challenge Le'Veon Bell from a football standpoint, he's not really running routes in the offense. Like He's not going out and running the route tree. I mean, he is a third, fourth option typically in the passing game. Now, value in that, he's not really a wide receiver. And the other thing that he has to understand is 
Alvin Kamara is killing his value. Alvin Kamara's come along typically every season in the National Football League. Le'Veon Bell himself was a second-round draft pick. So I get it with Le'Veon. He's trying to max it out and get the maximal amount of money that he should get. But, I mean, I think this is his last year, and it is what it is, and he'll play for somebody moving forward. Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamano Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. All fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. All right, so you said something that was very interesting to me. You said, you know, you play one year and then you know, see you later. There's a large contingent, and I don't use that term loosely in this situation because there is a large contingent of the fan base that is starting to not only grow tired of, of this constant off-season issues with are they going to sign to a deal, are they not, yada, 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 the Instagram stuff, all that. They're, they're growing tired of it, and they're saying – if you're going to get rid of him anyways, why not get rid of him now? Save yourself the $14.5 million. Go out, get a, maybe get a free agent running back. I really haven't looked. I, I wish I, I should have. See who's out there who may be available. And draft a guy. And like you said, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, these players are second and third round draft picks, and they're coming in, and they're playing well, not to mention James Conner, who's the, the Steelers' third round pick last year. He's in the fold uh, as well. So I don't think, and I'm not naive enough, as some of these readers are that read behind the steelcurtain.com, to think that one or two players can replace Le'Veon Bell. He's that good. And that's one thing that I feel has been misconstrued throughout this whole negotiation standpoint from the fan, fan base is a lot of people, because they're frustrated and angry, they want him to say, I want to be a Steeler for life over the money. He's not saying that, so that makes him angry. Uh, and so that, that makes him very uh, frustrated with the whole situation. And so because of that, a lot of people have mentally convinced themselves that he's not that good. I'm not stupid. I might not be happy. This is me personally. I might not be happy with the way he – I might not be happy with the way he's handling things, but I also realize he's the best running back in the NFL. So, but my question is, Lance, is there any part of you that would say, you know what? The Steelers should just rescind that tag, say, have fun in free agency. Whoever's willing to pay you a boatload of money, good luck basically doing what the Seattle Seahawks are about to do with Richard Sherman. They're going to release him on Friday. That's what the reports are. So what are your thoughts on that potential move as would you ever see a reason why you would tell Le'Veon Bell, we're going to get rid of you anyways after this year. Just go now. Find a team that's going to pay you whatever. No, no, no. That'd be idiotic because you have an old quarterback. You have an aging quarterback. Your window is now. You've got an aging quarterback, and you're trying to get your seventh. You cannot get rid of Le'Veon Bell if you want to try to get a seventh championship this year. Now, if you had a young quarterback, let's say you had, and just for you know, just for comparison's sake, let's say you had Derek Carr, or let's say you had Ben Roethlisberger with ability, and he's seven years younger 
and he's 27 years, you know, he's 27 years of age. Then maybe you tell Le'Veon kick rocks, but you cannot, you can't throw Le'Veon away and get nothing for him. You have to get something for him. So if you're not going to sign Le'Veon Bell, you've got to trade him. You got to at least get a pick back if this thing's draft status, a second rounder. And I would think you would want a defensive player or maybe a couple of defensive players in exchange for trading Le'Veon Bell. You can't give him away for free. You can't. So my thing is they've cleared up the cap space by restructuring Antonio Brown's deal, sign him, he signs his tag, they have till July 16th to work it out. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's all in for this year. And you try to get that seventh championship. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But there is a large contingent, like I said, that believes that they should be best to move on. Um, I'm, I'm not one of them because I realize how good Le'Veon Bell is. Yeah, like, but who? I will say like – they never like, – like when fans yeah, say no. that – they never give you a who. Replace him with who. They, they, they never say that. So unless you can give me a name or a name of a couple of guys who to replace him with and how that will work, okay. But until, yeah. you, until somebody gives me that info, I, I, I'm not trying to hear it. Yeah, there's no fallback option for the Steelers at running back right now. James Conner's coming off knee surgery. Steven Ridley, they could bring him back. He looked okay when the short time he was there. Fitzgerald Toussaint is not going to do it. So they have no fallback option. Le'Veon Bell's their guy for this season. Um, you know, the, the thing about the whole Bell situation is that you know, he's getting paid $14.5 million this year when he signs it. But that's the thing, when he signs it. So we're assuming, and he said this, um, on his Instagram Live video, and he said it in several interviews, that if he's not under a long-term contract, he's not going to be there for the OTAs and the spring workouts, and he's not going to be there for training camp or the preseason. He'll show up before week one. I, I, I haven't yet. I want to go back and watch that week one game against the Browns last last year again. But for all extents of purposes, there was a huge drop-off in what Bell was able to do and it had a lot to do with his rust in terms of just playing the game again and as well as working with his offensive line and the offensive line working with him. And that's an issue. And that's why, you know, folks that don't realize this, Lance and I, we text each other and talk all the time and stuff outside of the show. And when this news was breaking, he sent me a text message. And I was pretty upset. And I said, oh, you can be as selfish as you want. I never, ever want to tell an NFL player whose career lifespan is so short to not go after as much, as much money as possible. But when it impacts the team, then I start having, you know, some issues with it. And I think that's what I'm seeing now. When he comes back, whoever they play in week one, and we won't know that for, a, you know, in, the, in I think April, late April is when they release the schedule, whoever they play in the first quarter of the season is going to get – is going to face a lady on Bell that's not as lethal as the one they'll see in the last three quarters. That's an issue with me. Does that, is that an issue with you as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of the team first, not as in, uh, of individual players, but I know the Steelers, they know it isn't as if Le'Veon Bell isn't giving the Steelers a two-week notice. Hell, he's giving them a five-month notice. So if they don't draft his replacement and get a guy ready to rock in week one, 
shame on the Steelers. He's telling you, I'm not showing up for anything. So do what you have to do to get a guy ready for week one, period. And if the Steelers don't do that and Mike Tomlin doesn't do that, shame on them. But to exacerbate the issue, it's a new offense. So we don't even know how Coach Fick or, excuse we just joked about Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Feetner. 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 Oh, Jeff, you speak. You had to say Feetner. So you messed up initially. It was Feetner. So Coach Feetner, we don't know how he's going to implement Le'Veon in the offense. So it's going to take him getting some up to speed. But I'm sure – you know, there's going to be ways and guys are going to be giving him the plays and all that stuff. It just is what he is. Until they can work out a long-term deal, enjoy him for this last season and do not buy a Le'Veon Bell jersey. And, yes, you may be burning your jersey in the front yard like idiot fans. That's where this was leading. Yeah. Well, I think if there's any solace to the fact that the writing is on the wall, that Le'Veon Bell's in his last year, if he is going to get what he is asking, he's not going to go to a team that is necessarily contending right now, if that makes sense. People say, you know, I could see the New England Patriots getting him. The Patriots don't have that kind of cap space because they compete every year like the Steelers do. He's going to end up going to a team like the Browns, or even the Jaguars are losing their cap space because as they get more competitive, they're going to have to spend more money. It's just the way it works in the National Football League. He'll go somewhere to some team that's just got a huge amount of salary cap space that they can use, and, you know, good good luck. But that's a long ways off. You know now, where, I do have to ask you, you know where question. I don't, you know where go I don't want go him to go, Jeff? San Francisco. They got about $500 million under the cap. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's the place. You put him with Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan on the West Coast, that's, that's ooh, glad they're in the NFC. I'll just say that. Well, well, let me say this, too. The Steelers know this is – do they know his, this is this could be his last year? Expect Willie Parker treatment. That's all I'm saying. They're going to run his wheels off. If they haven't done it already – I don't see him having he, – you know, he said in an interview with Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that he feels like his game ages well. Tell me anyone in the National Football League that touches the ball as many, as many times as he does that ages well and already had two, two surgeries on his lower body in the short amount LeBron of time he's been in the league. <laughs> well, yeah. So, with that said – Hey, whoever gets him next, good luck. You're probably only going to get a few productive years, and then his body's going to start breaking down. But anyways, I wanted to move on from Le'Veon Bell, um, although we could probably spend an hour talking about him. And I want to talk a little bit about the NFL Combine that went down. And, and you're like me, Lance. Uh, you don't really follow these, these things too much. I do because the website, I have to run the website, editor of the website. Um, the one thing I do pay attention to is when the Steelers are meeting with players, it definitely gives you a light, it shines a light on position that they're looking for, uh, whether it matches up with what we think in terms of team needs and stuff of that nature. Uh, so let's talk about team needs for a little bit. We we wanted to talk three three team needs on offense and defense. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Mine are pretty easy. 
and it's just straight up the middle of the defense. They need a guy with junk in the trunk to play on the nose. Hargrave's a little light to tell, although he's got a bunch of tail. He's a little light in it. They need a bigger guy up there. They need another strong guy up there to help in the run. Of course, they need to try to replace Ryan Shazier. They got to need an inside linebacker, and they need a rangy safety and Mike Mitchell. So their issues on their defense, in my opinion, are straight up the middle, which makes their defense so vulnerable moving forward and how you can have these variations and variances because the interior, your foundation, the structure, the slab of your defense is weak in that interior. So it's straight up the middle. Nose tackle, inside okay. linebacker, safety. All right, let's, let's do this little exercise now. Go back to those three positions and tell me at each need, doesn't have to be in order, whether you would address it with free agency, free agent, draft pick, or both. Go through those three positions. What would you do? Where are you looking for help? Up front, I would do both. I would do a draft pick and a free agent. Inside linebacker, same thing, draft pick and a free agent. And my logic on the inside linebacker, there's nobody in the draft that's going to replace Ryan Shazier because he was also the signal caller. I think you have to find Ryan Shazier's replacement with a guy that's currently on a free agent market, whoever that may be, and you draft the inside linebacker to replace Vince Williams. So you have two more you have two athletic guys on the inside. And I think in terms of the safety position, I would probably say you draft that position. Or you rotate somebody currently on the roster to that free safety position. I don't know about Cam Sutton. I've heard that. The question is, if you rotate a corner to a free safety or to a safety position, period, is will they hold up in tackling in the run game? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, And some people are even saying that Sean Davis is more apt to play the free safety position and the strong safety position, and they could draft more of a thumper to take over where Sean Davis was. I'm not sure the defense wants to have all that turnover from one year to the next, um, but you're saying that they would have to get two free agents, one on the defensive front as well as one on the linebacker, maybe two. I don't know if they're going to have money to do that, but I agree with your team needs absolutely in terms of nose tackle or just defensive tackle. Because let's be honest, how often do they play their base defense anymore? Not very often. And so because of that, you don't really have that natural 3-4 look as much as you used to. And because of that, I think you need some versatility. So I like Tyson Alualu, who they got last year. Um, He's good. He's what they need. They could use another one of him. Uh, LT Walton is is good depth, but he's just not not a guy, so to speak. So um, let's go over to uh, offense. I'll give you my three top three needs for offense in no particular order. Um, running back, they absolutely need a running back. Uh, they, Like I said earlier in the show, they have no they, they have no, no one behind Bell right now. Like I said, Connor coming off a knee injury, uh, that's not promising. Ridley's a free agent. I think Toussaint's a free agent. Um, it, it's just not, not a good depth chart. So definitely we go running back. Um, tight end. Do they bring back Vance McDonald? That's the big question. If they don't, you have Xavier Grimble and Jesse James. That's not good enough. So you absolutely need to have tight end on the list. And then I'm also going to go wide receiver. Everyone always laughs at me, but I'm sorry. It's Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, and then Juju Smith-Schuster. After that, 
Eli Rogers tore his ACL in the Jaguars' playoff game. There's no guarantee he's going to be back or he'll be even good enough to play. Darius Hayward Bay is really a special teams guy now. Justin Hunter, maybe, probably not. You've got to go out and get someone else. So in terms of going back through wide receiver, I'm drafting a guy. I'm not looking at free agency for a receiver. Um, I'm looking to draft a wide receiver on day two, day three at the earliest. Um, maybe an undrafted guy that could come in and play in the slot and learn. Uh, from a tight end, I'd like to see Vance McDonald come back just on a little bit of a team-friendly deal. He's getting too much money next year for my liking, so let's see if he might be able to restructure his contract or maybe get an extension. But I like the tight end with Vance McDonald. And running back, I think you should look for free agency. Maybe signing Stephen Ridley again. I liked what he provided, but you're obviously going to draft a running back. Uh, They've already met with several LSU running back, Auburn running back. Um, Very good players. Might be there in the second round. Should be interesting. Lance, what do you think about the offensive side of the ball? I want to disagree with you, but I I think you hit it on the head in those positions. I mean, the other thing about the wide receiver position is Martavis is in his last year, so you've got to draft his replacement. And you have to draft a replacement for Vance McDonald if he leaves because Grimble and James – Although they are solid guys, that's that that's not what you want. And, and and you can see, you know, with Vance, the high point of Vance McDonald's season last year was the Texans game. That's the guy they envisioned to get and that they want. And you see how that guy, you know, killing it and stretching uh you know, defenses running that vertical stretch, you know, in the scene. Um, you know, that's what you want. I mean, you want Ben Roethlisberger to have premium offensive weapons everywhere in his last couple of years. Because this is it for Ben. Yeah, I agree with those. I think those are the, the issues you got to shore up. And, of course, the Le'Veon issue. And the way you illustrated the running back position, they don't even have any backs. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, they have to go get backs to even field an OTAs. They just don't have backs. They don't have enough. So, you know, so, so you're definitely going to see a back, a tight end, a wide receiver probably all be drafted and with their successful wide receiver you know it doesn't necessarily make sense that they have to go get a free agent they can develop those guys and we've seen that they're probably the best in the national football league at it yeah no i agree with you 100 percent. And, and i think most people that are listening to the show right now would probably agree with all six of those positions being um positions of need this offseason whether it's free agency or whether it's in the nfl draft now you had a question that you wanted to pose to me in regard to a prospect and this is the way we'll end the show. So, Lance, I'll let you ask that question. Of course I'm going to, you know, I, I'm not going to pronounce the player's name because everybody knows the player's name. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the guy, the linebacker out of Florida that only has one hand. Um, UCF. He went to UCF. He went to UCF, the Florida linebacker. We all know about the history of the Steelers and Florida linebackers out of Florida. You know, and the question I, I pose to you is the, the physical measurables are there. Is, could you see the Steelers drafting this player? Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. I think if his combine really throws a wrench into things, because his bench press was awesome, and he ran a four three forty, which is ridiculous. I don't care if you have a hand or not. Uh, you run a four three forty, you're turning heads, and a lot of times you run a four three forty, you get those, you know, those teams like the Raiders back when Al Davis was still alive, and he was like, ah, right, that guy runs fast. I'm drafting him. Look at Darius Hayward Bay. He drafted him in the first round because he was fast, and he didn't pan out. Um, but I do think the Steelers will be interested in him, um, and rightfully so. Uh, I, I, I haven't watched a lot of his game tape. Uh, he was projected as a third or, or fourth round pick in the upcoming draft. If he's available in the third round, I don't know if the Steelers would pull a trigger. In the fourth round, they probably would, but they don't have a fourth round pick. So there you have that. So Lance, would you, if you were Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, you're in the meeting room, you're you're looking at this prospect, are you interested or are you saying thanks but no thanks? Yeah, I would. I, I would kick the tires on it, but it has to be fourth round or later. You know, probably fifth round. If he yeah. was laying around in the fifth round, somebody with those physical measurables, I I I I I'd take a shot at it. But the NFL is a weird but, place, you know. The NFL, the NFL is a place where guys go into interviews and they ask guys, do you like guys? I mean, so the NFL is a weird place. I mean, it, so, you you know, you know, they, they ask guys if your mom's a prostitute. <laughs> so it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. And I say that to say you see the guy on tape. He's playing football. He's making plays. He physically dots all the, dots all the I's, crosses all the T's. The only issue is he doesn't have a hand. But you see him making well, yeah. plays on the football field. So it's like in the NFL, it's, it's kind of caveman. Well, they'll just come up with some reason why he can't play. Although everything suggests that he can play. That, you know, is the NFL ready? Is it the workplace? Is it ready to take that type of leap and include a person that has a physical handicap? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Uh, and the NFL is, is in, it's kind of like that good old boy uh, league still and in a lot of ways. Um, but the funny thing is, is I, I did not know. I think his name's Shaquem Griffin. Um, I personally had not watched a UCF game all season. I had never heard of this young man. And if I was watching film of him and no one told me, hey, this guy's missing his left hand, I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, hey, man, look at that linebacker. He's getting after it, you know, or he's got some speed. It wasn't until the combine when someone, when he was obviously, he did very well in the bench press, and someone pointed out that he has a, he's wearing a prosthetic. And I couldn't help but laugh, and this is kind of a sidebar here, but Lance, you know I'm a big gym, gym rat. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that's very, I like to be physically fit. Um, I, I lift a lot of weights. When I heard someone say that, he did so well on the bench press because of the prosthetic that somehow that aided in his lifting. 
I see. I swear, I wanted to jump through the computer screen and punch the guy square in the nose. <laughs> How in the world is someone missing a an appendage of their body and having to use a fake one somehow aid them? It's not moving. Yeah. It's not like you know a robotic hand. It's a prosthetic hand. This is amazing. I and and, and this is to me the NFL should celebrate this. This is a awesome chance for them and Roger Goodell and the PR department at the NFL to con- to really say, you know what, we're going to embrace this guy in the fact that a man with a disability, a physical handicap, is probably going to be drafted into the league. And he's not the first. I'm sure he's not the first. I'm sure there was someone else that I haven't heard of. But celebrate it. But you know what, their PR department sucks so bad, they'll probably butcher it and mess it up somehow. But still – you Bill, and I both Bill like him. If, if he's a, go ahead. Bill hides. Bill it's, hides it's the video. Bill hides the video, just like the Ray Rice video. If you find the Ray Rice video, <laughs> holla at me. Roger never saw it. I, you know you. Well, no, I I want to go back even further. I want to see the Spygate video that they destroyed, that he saw, <laughs> and they destroyed. Yeah, so you know how to. You're right. You're spot on with the NFL. I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on with the NFL. It's still a place where, you know, gay players still can't come out. You know? Yeah. You well, know, it, they can't come it, out it, openly. It's all so, about image. It's all about yeah. image. Because if, if it wasn't about image, and I'm not going to get into this, if it wasn't about image, Colin Kaepernick would be employed right now. Because I'm sorry, when, when you're seeing – when you're seeing Brent Hundley and whoever the hell was the quarterback of the Texans when the Steelers played him, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick was a Super Bowl quarterback. He made he got his team to the Super Bowl, and he's unemployed. And I'm watching this guy I've never even heard of. I've never even heard of this guy who comes into the game. I think he was in there for like two plays, and then he got concussed himself, and they had to, he had to go out. I, I, I swear that that's what the NFL has become. It's all, it's all about image. It's all about – public relations, and honestly, when you think about it that way, it's kind of impressive that the Steelers brought in Michael Vick two years ago, in 2015 when Roethlisberger got hurt, because that was a move that wasn't about image. They got a a ton of backlash for that, so take that for what it's worth. But uh, Lance, go ahead. Anything you want to say before we end the show? Draft time is all smoke and mirrors. And But really what I want to say is, Steeler fans, you know they are not going to sign a free agent until like three weeks from now. So <laughs> when all these teams are out here making all these moves, don't get upset. I mean, you, you know what it is. You know, you can't make a whole housewife either. So, I mean, you know how this all goes. You know, they're not going to sign no free agents. They're, gonna, they're not going to take anybody's bad guys off their roster. They're not going to do swashbuckling trades. This is Steelers. They're going to sign their own first and target guys like Noel Moore that they could piece into the puzzle that enhances the team where it's a toe in the water not a belly flop splash. So just relax. You know what it do. You know how they get down. 
You're right, Lance. I agree with you 100%. I tell fans all the time, the first day of free agency for the Steelers fans and for our website here, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, is being like the only kid at Christmas without opening a gift. I mean, teams are trading players and signing players, and they're the Steelers sitting over there in the corner watching everyone else open their presents, and they don't have jack squat. But that's just not how they do business. But expect the team to make a few more moves between now and then. Um, don't be shocked if uh, Ben Roethlisberger gets an extension. That would free up a lot of cap space for him to at least make a few moves. Think what they did last year, Tyson Alawalu, um, Cody Sensabaugh, players like that. They're going to have to make some moves. And I wouldn't be shocked if they go after at least one high-profile player, similar to how they went after Donta Hightower last year, although it didn't work out. Um, they have some holes, and I think they're all in, like you said, Lance, so we'll see. But we'll be back. I really don't know when, but <laughs> we will be back at some point. Um, in the meantime, thank you for your time, Lance. Thank you, listeners, and uh, we'll see you next time. And make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Bye. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>